Welcome. You are now tuned into the Textually Active Podcast. to another episode of Textually Active Pod, your weekly dose of conversations about navigating the digital age while dealing with friendships, relationships, situationships, and all the ships in between. I'm Rez, and I got Meezy with me. Whole lot of gang shit. I got E on the boards. And, guys, we're joined by somebody. Um, Meezy, you want to give the introductions? So, uh, um, partly one of the reasons why we're here today... Uh, if you've been a fan of us as a collective, then you know we got a little pot. We had a little podcast called "Probably Shouldn't Be Drinking." Uh, it was me, uh, Nick, and uh, a co-host of ours, a friend of ours, a brother to me. We've been we've been down like four flats on a caddy forever. My guy Hoops in the building today. What's happening? What's happening? What it do? Yeah, that's fire. Give it up for Hoop. He's the reason why this whole thing got started. If I remember correctly, he was the one who called E and said, yo, yeah. uh, we well, need you. Yeah, Here. yeah. You look like you smart. You look like you know how to do some shit. I ain't shit no with shit about shit. the boys. <laughs> you ain't no shit. But uh, yeah, he yeah, came yeah. through and did his thing. Yeah. So thank you for coming. I appreciate y'all for having me. We're excited to have yeah, you. Absolutely. How y'all feeling tonight? Whole lot of gang shit because it's a boy birthday today. <laughs> Shout out, um, I'm 25 today. Uh, my cash app is Dollar Sign Music Boulevard. Such a thought. You are such I'm a thought. I'm trying to get that off, bro. Right. I take my tri- friends on trips. Nigga, times ain't that hard. A little bit. Okay. What is it? What's your cash app? It's uh, Dollar Sign Music Boulevard. If y'all send him something, make sure y'all save something for me in August, because I'll, I'll take a cash app now. I ain't too good. If I repost it, can I get like 10? <laughs> <laughs> right, if you repost it. Yeah, sure that. <laughs> we'll talk about the splits. Okay. Yeah, so if you're listening to it now, it's Meezy's birthday. Today, Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, My nigga turning 22, you know, stay young forever. (laughs) Yeah, tell him, black don't cry. (laughs) So you really turning 29. 29. Do you think 25 is for 29 or 25? Do you guys think, what do you think it's for? Uh, I ain't never used one of those captions. Okay. You know, uh, the male version of that is you go to Drake and figure out what he said for his birthday on 29 because he got a line for all of his birthdays from is like. I think he's, yeah, I think he's at a 29. So, like, I'm 29, I'm too young to be feeling this old. <laughs> right. So, you go, you steal one of them for Drake and then you use that as the caption. True, 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 true. I think it's twenty fine is for twenty nine. Okay. I think um so I can use that. Don't have to figure it out. I can use it. Yeah. Oh, I'm in. It. I'm in these streets with when, that. When y'all retweeting his picture saying happy birthday and shit, just do it. Okay. Do a collage. Okay. We don't need to see a history of y'all friendship. We don't need to see the videos. Nobody's gonna watch that. You wonder why nobody's looking at your story today, honey? It's because you have too many videos. Nobody cares about that. Just one little picture. Tag him. Say happy fucking birthday and keep it moving. That's it. Mm. I'm tired of it. Can I speak my truth? Yeah. What you got? So the day after you posted that, I went on a whole birthday uh, birthday spill. I thought you was talking to me. No, 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 no. You know niggas get pregnant in the summer and have babies in January. So no, I wasn't talking about you. Um, but if you do that, uh yeah. After this conversation, talk about I mean I mean how many I mean I feel like you can get you should get like three off. 
Your story shouldn't be more than four birthday posts yeah, by somebody else. Your birthday, go at it. But You're dragging it. But somebody else's birthday, you got I feel it. like it's almost like an underlying competition between friends to see who can post the most oldest, like fucked up picture of you. I ain't really fuck with you, right? Like the longest go, yeah. I ain't gonna start. It was somebody somebody we know had a birthday last week and I was like, maybe I should count and see if I got more than him. <laughs> just just see. You be counting birthday shots? <laughs> <laughs> just think about it. Measy, please don't count your birthday. You haven't seen I'm my timeline today. I'm, I'm, I'm showing Measy love. <laughs> I'm showing love. Right. But I'll, it only count if it's different people. Are you going to do a competition to see who could post the best picture of you for your birthday? <sighs> Probably Hoop. Because Hoop got throwbacks. From yeah, the, I know yeah, what picture you're going to post. Yeah, I know. post that picture of y'all at the amusement park. <laughs> With some Fairly. jerseys on. <laughs> FUBU. <laughs> Absolutely. That's my favorite Who picture. Who got them? Uh, Lex probably got one. My sister probably got one. Yeah, Lex got a good one. And then, uh, nah, that's that's probably it. None of my exes got no good ones. Wow. So actually on, like around this time, two years ago, I feel like that was when me and you were meeting and building our friendship because I feel like yeah. we hung out on your birthday we got yeah. pizza, we got wings, it was a great time. That was a, that was a real good birthday. Happy birthday. Who put that together? That's why. That's crazy. Yeah. Who put that together? Who, yeah, who? Yeah. So we glad to have Hoop here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy. He put everything he always, together. He's the guy that always likes, Shots if it's your that. birthday. If, oh, P.S. Probably shouldn't be drinking style. We're doing the drinks. We're doing the drinks. I'm not going to get me drunk here. But he always does the birthday. He's a birthday guy. So I'm not a birthday person, but he's the birthday guy. That's cool. That's cool. So, um... This Friday, a holiday is coming up. So I figured today we would talk about love and um, how love is supposed to work based off of a story that I seen on the timeline um, last week. So this story came from Humans of NY on Instagram. And I like to title it A Story About Struggle Love. Is it? Um, We'll get into that. All right. We'll get into that. So, um... This page basically shows stories of like old, I just started following it, but I'm just assuming based off of what I've seen and what I read is that they will interview old ass people, um, couples, single people. I don't know. Have have you been following them? I think it's stories from like random people in New York. Okay. So it's it's, not just specific for couples or races. I've seen like some girl talking about her mom or some stuff, but it's usually just stories that they find interesting that's good enough to post. I did see one about sex workers a while ago, too. (sighs) So, yeah. So um, on this particular story, they followed a couple. um, I don't know what their last name is, but the guy. Love, actually. The irony. Bobby Love. The Love. Loves. (laughs) His His new name is Bobby Love. Um, he started out as Walter from North Carolina. Um, Walter had a troubled childhood. Um, ended up in jail. He was a misfit. He was fighting, stealing, fucking shit up. He got locked up for saying uh, Sam Cooke ain't shit at 14. At a concert. <laughs> at a concert. He yelled yeah. out. Sam Cooke walked off stage and he yelled out Sam, Sam Cooke ain't shit. And apparently that's disor- uh, disorderly conduct. So yeah. he got locked up. So he ended up going to like a juvenile... Pr- uh, detention center yeah. and uh, they was whooping his ass in there he was like 14 it was 1964 he ended up escaping from there because he realized that the night guard would fall asleep and then there was a train he ran towards the train he got out first time he got arrested um, he ended up following the train to DC and he Chocolate. stayed with his brother for a little bit he got enrolled into high school and then still kept getting into trouble and 
Eventually, he got up with, like, the wrong crowd. They robbed a bank. They took his black ass to jail. They had this whole scheme where they would drive from D.C. to North Carolina and rob the banks down here because they said the cops were soft. They said they said it was pussy. So um, they were robbing a bank. It went wrong. It was a time when they first got those little silent alarms, so they didn't know the bank rang the alarm. And the cops showed up. They shot at him. He got shot through his ass cheek. It was real gory, real nasty. So he goes to jail. Um, they're treating him bad. Fuck, fuck jail. Fuck the the, the CEO. Like the CEO is trying to write him up for some shit he ain't even do. All kinds of horrible type shit. Like they, they was not fucking with him. He was in like a max security, and you know he had just got moved down to minimum security. And then the CEO started fucking with him. He's like, bro, I'm not trying to go back to this hill. Yeah, I'm not trying to go back up there. So then, okay. So then the story picks up. With him just being sick and tired of the CEO, he was like on his last strike and he was about to get sent back down to a higher security prison and it was going to lock his ass up forever. He had 25 years. So he decided one morning, I guess I can pick the story up from this point, but he decided to wake up one morning. He was like, you know, when we go out to the road work, this officer really don't be paying attention. I'm about to take my shit and leave. (laughs) Now, when I was reading this, I was like, so you just wake up in prison and decide, all Today, right. Today's the day. I'm about to just go home. Today's the day. But I guess the prison, it was easier to escape back then. So he was working on the side of the road. He found a chance to escape out the emergency exit on the bus. So they rode a bus and the bus had a stop. Like it had to stop at a stop sign. But he noticed that the stop sign was like by some woods. So he was like, you know what? I'm finna run. So he went, when the bus loaded, he got on the back of the bus by the emergency exit. They got to the stop sign. My boy booked it. Booked it. He had on his uh, street clothes on his uniform while he in the woods. He just peeling them off. Like, I'm finna be a regular person. So he was like, I can't go to, like, the white neighborhoods because the white people. This is, like, in Raleigh. So he was like, I can't go to, like, the white neighborhoods because I look suspicious. So he, like, found a way to get to, like, some black people, convinced the black dude to give him some money to catch the, uh, the Greyhound. Got on the Greyhound, and he was like, I'm at this bitch. <laughs> he went to um he ended up going to New York. Guys, we're getting to the struggle love part. Hold on, hang New in there York, with us. New York. So he went to New York. He did the reverse cuz you know normally New Yorkers yeah, come down here to North Carolina <laughs> trying to wear their Tims all year. Big step and all around. But anyway, he did the opposite. So he went to New York. He ended up getting a job, fake some papers. This man got a fake birth got a fake birth. Yep. New name. Social security. New name is Buddy Love. Bobby Love. Bobby Love. Bobby Love. Bobby Love. This is where the love comes in. It's a real black name. It's a real good. It's a real good black name. Nobody's damn name is Bobby Love. Bobby is a real black name. Nobody's. So Bobby's a black name. Bobby is a black name. The last name Love, though. It's a black last name. Okay. All right. I'm rolling. I'm rolling. So Bobby Love rolls up to New York. He got his paperwork straight. He ends up getting a job working in the kitchen, I think. And he finds this young lady. Um, they hit it off. They at work because y'all never be at work to work. And he met Cheryl. Bagged her. Good old Cheryl. Good old Cheryl. Now, do you think Buddy Love told Cheryl about his history? <laughs> Buddy, no. He said no. Cheryl was the type of person see somebody drop a dollar, she pick it up and give it back to him. She's really nice, really sweet lady. They end up getting married, have four kids. Four. 
living a real regular life. He never tells her about anything. He didn't got his life together. He coaching kids. Mm-hmm. He uh, a de- he a deacon at the church. <laughs> sure was a lick. <laughs> Sure was a whole lick. <laughs> we go get there. Sure was a come up. Uh, he started deaconing now. You know, he's raising his kids. He got like three, two, three jobs. Yeah. Two, three he jobs. He's a provider. Provider. You know, when <laughs> when our parents describe somebody as a provider, that mean a lot. Yeah. So Cheryl said that that nigga went to work, came home, no hugs, no kisses, no communication, no nothing. They did fuck, though. He was into the fucking. Yeah, because he, he couldn't pull out. He had four kids. Yeah. So, um... She said she was to the point where she was ready to leave him. And then the cops knocked on her door talking about, is Walter here? And she like, who the fuck is Walter? I know Bobby's here. Mr. Bro, Love is here. I'm Mrs. Love. What's they go, up? They go get bro out the bed. He in his boxer shorts. Go in there and ask him, what's your name? He like, my name Walter. My name Bobby. He like, nah, what's your real name? Now they got him. Robert. <laughs> now they got him Now they got him And now Here's his chance To tell his wife What's going on So it's a couple of things That I gathered From that story Of uh, Cheryl And Bobby Love Cause he ended up Legally changing his name To Bobby Love Is that We don't really Well People Really don't share enough With their partners About their past how were they able to be married for, I think they said about 40 years, yeah. without knowing anything about his history? And I think his roommate snitched, but we're going to get back to that. Um, and it just goes back to say that, how much are you communicating with your spouse? Like, how much are you sharing? I mean, there's a part in that story, I think she, she never, she said, she says she never asked. Like, he didn't openly, he didn't openly share, she didn't ever ask. Like, so... I think it's a certain situations with that. And uh, like the part where uh, she said he's like not emotional, not like loving. She just chalked it up to it like that's just how he is. So if you, you don't ask, you don't tell, you don't get no answers. That's true. Yeah. But I think for me, I am kind of closed off about stuff that happened to me. Like before I met E, it's some stories that I haven't shared but like you said, if you don't ask, how are you really going to tell? And it's certain stuff that you don't really want to talk about anymore, right. especially if it's something traumatic. Like he escaped from prison. Imagine how he felt like running to find somewhere to go in a new city, trying to pick himself up as a black man in the 70s, trying to get shit together. He probably just buried that memory. Like, I don't want to talk about this. Yeah, bro. Like, I'm over this. I don't even know who that is no more. And. <laughs> I think it just started really eating him up when he kept his uh, his family moving. Things are changing in technology. Like, they got camera phones. They got this, that, and the third. He don't know if they still looking for him. So he was paranoid. And I feel like he just really couldn't open up. I mean, I, I also think it was one of those things where, uh, at what point do you just, like, be like, you know what? It don't even matter now. I'm not the person I used to be. I being Bobby Love now has changed. Has given me a whole new identity. The the identity that I wanted, like he, is part of the story where he said uh, why he was in prison. That that time for the when they called him, he was like, "My mom died while I was in here, bro." And all she ever wanted to do was see me be like good on a straight path. She never got a chance to see that. So he's he's like trying to forget that that ever happened. That's not him no more. Like I am Bobby Love for all the way. 
So I guess like at certain points you just suppress that. Like we I'm living this life. See, my thing is like I pride myself on being an open book. But if I rip out that chapter of them uh them skeletons in the closet, if you don't see them rips in the book, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna share that with you. Yeah. At that point. Especially like we've been married and at least they've been married at least twenty. They've been together two decades. That's a lick. You know, I so you think Cheryl was a lick? She didn't have it all. She just was somebody for her to get with. And she didn't have it? She didn't have it all. <laughs> <laughs> just start building a relationship with. She probably had her own house. She probably had somewhere for him to stay. How well, weird is it for a man to pop up in a city? Right. No family. Never seen him. No friends. Don't talk about nothing. You just hit by yourself. Mm-hmm. That's pretty weird. Look at Lifetime. She had to feel well. You got to think. Lifetime wasn't around. They had um that show when they were showing the criminals. What is that? Uh, America's Most Wanted. Yeah, Come was on. that even out then? That at some point during their life, at some point, yeah, at some point, I think it was out in the nineties. They they was together during the nineties. They seen it. They had a sketch of my man. Imagine how he acted when when that show was on. You think they went to the post office? Come on, <laughs> damn. So taking a step back from um, Cheryl and Bobby Love, how open are you guys in your relationships? Do you share everything? Like, are there stories that you feel like, you know what, that happened? I don't ever want to talk about this again. If she find out about it, I'm a share. But other than that, no. No, I don't got none of them. Because I ain't, I ain't never, you know, do nothing or be in a situation where it's like, I got to hide these demons. Like, I ain't, you know, if you ask me, probably, I think, it ain't even, like, big things in my life. So, if you ask, yeah, here. But it ain't, like, nothing that I know off the top of my head I can go, hey, this happened one time. You ain't and, never catch yeah, nobody. I ain't never catch nobody. Those silly demons, though. Like, it could be the most pettiest dumb shit. Like, it's just some shit I don't want to talk about. It's just stuff that, yeah. College, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you do have stuff that you just forgot about less Let's say, because you don't want to talk about it. This is something you forgot about that you just wouldn't be willing to share. Absolutely. So for me, I feel like it's certain memories that I have tucked away just as a way to protect myself because I don't want to get back to that place when I was feeling that way. So it's certain things that I don't, I'm not able to share about because it's still painful to talk about. So I can understand. Well, in Bobby's situation, I mean, he was escaping prison. Like in my situation, it's just stuff that, Look, it happened. It's a part of who I am now. That's it. But when I think about like getting married and being with Eric, it's certain stuff that I'm going to have to share that way he has a better understanding of who I am. And I have to trust him with those stories to help him like manage with me. And if we decide to have kids, he'll know about that and be able to raise those kids with me because he knows that part of me. All right. Or you'll have to find out like a child appearing movie. <laughs> you know, Barry always you get to about that that thirty minute mark. Something happened. Somebody about to find out. It's that like, way they, they <laughs> yeah. open it up. Um, Bauer, I didn't know his his sister was his mama for about that whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> that, that whole movie, Bauer, I ain't know that shit. So, how do you guys feel about when your partner shares stories with you? you I mean, do you expect them to tell you everything? No, because uh. It's a lot of shit I'm sure they never process. You know, last week we talked about healing. So I don't, I don't think they've got to the point where they want to share, and I feel like that's part of your healing. 
So sometimes you don't get to that point where you want to share stuff because you haven't like healed with it. You ain't got to the point of it. Like I was talking to a friend last night. Like she, some things she was in a relationship and she didn't wanna she didn't wanna talk about it because she was embarrassed by it. And she was like, "I'm gonna just hide this. I'm gonna hide it." And I'm like, "Bro, at some point, if you want to get past it, she said something that was fire. Like, uh, if you're not willing to show your pain." Uh, you can't publicize the rest of it. <laughs> like, like, so it's like you gotta, you gotta get to a point where you're willing to say, "Hey, I'm not, I'm not hiding this, and I'm not keeping this to myself. I need to let this go." So, if you know my partner hasn't, it makes sense. I wouldn't be. So you understand? Yeah, I'd understand that. But at the same time, it's like though we are one, there's a certain level of privacy that I got to keep tucked off in the back. True. I got to keep something in that black box. You know what I'm saying? So you think it's okay for her to do the same? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, that's just a small fragment of your life. Like, you got to keep that to yourself. And I think it's just us naturally. Like, people, as as people, just as people, you some things you might not, you know, your past. Sometimes that you, you just don't want to know. Yeah. I think that's why they tell us to th- go to therapy. I think if we talk to a therapist about our issues and we actually dealt with them, instead of tucking them away we would be able to have conversations. Like, it's certain stuff that you can't talk about without being upset about. So imagine trying to have... When when would you have that conversation with your partner? Like, look, uh, this happened to me before. Like, I think I shared something with Eric a while ago, and it was just random. I don't know, something triggered it. And I was upset, and I told him, and he was upset about it. And it just put us in, like, a weird space. So it's just like, do I want to put, like what I've been through on him right. to then relive it with him and have him say, you know, I understand why you're upset. Now we're both upset. And it's just like reopening that wound that could have just stayed tucked away. And we just could have kept rolling. Mm-hmm. So that's, I mean, it's hard, but I think it's people work through that. Like me and who got a friend that she like told us something that happened to her traumatic. And like, it'd been years that gone by and she told us, and, uh, she, uh, like she got, she was okay. She was free with saying it. She told us, and she was okay with saying it. But while she was telling us, she still got emotional about it. And it was weird because it's like I couldn't tell if you got through it, like if you had got to a place where you was over it, or as you're telling this, this is triggering you. So I couldn't tell. So I, I wouldn't know like how to how to process that. Like her partner is gonna have like a hard time because she still makes her emotional, but she's free enough to say it. I think when you when we jump back to our healing conversation, that's a part of healing. Like, yes, you can talk about it, but healing doesn't mean that you always forget about it. You just know how to live with it. Right. So, yeah. It's a two-way street of kind of keeping everything, like, in the tuck. Because you know what I'm saying? Like, look at uh, Bobby. 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 Yeah. So say he um he went to sleep that night saying, you know, I'm going to wake up in the morning. I'm going to tell everything. Yeah. And then the truth kind of gets out before he gets to open his eyes. Oh, yeah. Now it's like he's just hiding everything. You yeah, know what I'm it's valid. yeah. It's valid. He could have. So what do you guys think about how Bobby handled that situation? Uh, I think so. I think he did it right. You think it's not? I don't think it's tired. I think he did it right. I think it's... Um, in a, we're living in this time where all people want to do is bring up your past. That's all they want to do. We just watch Gail. Mm. We just seen Gail. 
we seen Kevin Hart go through this. Mm-hmm. Who's Gil? Uh, Gil King when she asked Kobe. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, we watched. I'm call her Kale. Kale. Uh, she's got a friend named Okra. Yeah. Uh, girlfriend, if you will. We've seen Kevin Hart. We saw that. That don't get the button. That don't get the (laughs) (laughs) But we've seen a plethora. A plethora. I still fucked that word. That's all right. Uh, Yeah, that's toxic. But we've seen a a bunch of like celebrities, old tweets just get pulled out of nowhere and used against them. So at this point, like we always try to move forward. Like, bro, I'm not the person that I used to be. And that's really all Bobby was trying to do. I mean, especially at 40. We've been married 40 years. I think about 60. I'm about to take this to the grave, my G. I am taking this to the grave. Like, I can't tell you at this point. I might tell you on my deathbed. Do you think he hit it so she can learn to love him for him? Well, yeah. He said in in his part of the story, he says, like, she was so amazing that I feel like had I told her, she wouldn't have called the police on me. She would have just made me feel like I need to call the police on myself because that's how like wonderful and loving she was. Yeah, and he was couldn't, going to snitch. Yeah, he couldn't do it to her like that. She was going to. <laughs> so he was like, I couldn't do that to her. I got to leave her as innocent as possible. And I don't see, I don't see what he did wrong. Like, if you weren't gonna, at, at 40 years, bro, I really, you got to take that to the grave. I think you have a valid point when you say, that people are trying to outlive their past. Like, yeah. they're, you, what we fail to realize, and I think about this all the time. Every time when I log into Facebook, people that I know from like high school and stuff still having this like back and forth with each other, like they still know each other. Mm. You don't, you, do you realize like when I was in high school, I was like 14, between 14 and 18, I wasn't fully developed. Yeah. I was fucked up. I didn't know how to wear a tampon right. Sometimes when the arms stink, I was just learning stuff. Smell like the outdoors. A little stinky, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That Kaya going on. They say Kaya. I was still learning my hair. I didn't. I didn't die. They said. They said Kaya. (laughs) You know, I was still learning myself in high school, and sometimes people still continue to base like base judgment on you based off of who you were in high school. Mm. I'm not that same person. Mm -hmm. Like it's about. 10 years since I've been in high school, I've grown. I've had so many different experiences. I'm living on my own. I learned so much. Like, if you still think somebody is the same person that they were 10 years ago, you you got some work to do. Facts. You got to learn yourself. Like, why haven't you changed to the point where you don't understand that people change? So, I don't think Bobby Love was wrong. And I understand why he would want to hide it. I think at some point he should have told her because... I'm sure she was very scared waking up in the middle of the day uh, with the police knocking on her door and taking him away. Yeah. So, I mean, people change. So do you put a time limit on when I should tell you every aspect of me? No, I don't. I think it comes with time. Okay. Like, the same way you went on the first date, just drop everything. <laughs> right. Like, my credit score... <laughs> That's a nasty (laughs) My credit score is this I want this many kids Like you just take time And realize where the the relationship is going Before you start sharing stuff like that Like he said he was scared She was going to call the cops He don't want to go back to jail That's fair That's fair (laughs) So um, 
I got a question about Cheryl. Did she get like a disability check or something? <laughs> I doubt. I doubt it, bro. Cheryl was a hard worker, bro. Like she even had to go back. To, she went back to work when he got locked up. Bobby was a hard worker. What's up? Ah, <laughs> uh, I said I didn't want it. <laughs> But uh, she even went back to work. Like, he, while she was locked up. And, uh, like, this was public news. This is a big story. Really? And they live in New York. It was like a big story in New York. So, you know, she had to go to work. Her coworkers was looking at her like, what's good? She was looking at them like, do y'all not see me? Like, it was all over the news. Yeah, like, can I get some love here? Nigga, look at my life. I didn't know this. And, did yeah. she stay with him? Like, yeah. from that day forward? Yeah, he went That's He went and did his bid. So the backstory is when he got locked up, she ended up getting a whole bunch of people to write character letters about him and how much he's changed. About Bobby, yeah, not about Walter. Bobby. And to be honest, I think it's better that he didn't tell her. Because imagine Cheryl trying to lie say she ain't know. Like, I didn't know he was like that. I mean, it would have been hard. So, I mean... I guess it just goes into how much you're willing to share about your partner. Nah, bro. I want to get into the meat and potatoes of this shit. What's the meat and the potatoes? So, I saw this story. The reason I found this story was, I saw Jazz posted, but I didn't read it. Because I was like, I didn't know what this was about. But I saw um, uh, Crystals from that other podcast. She uh, she retweeted it. And her uh, her thing about this was, her comment was... Uh, I'm not a, I'm not enamored by this story because this is just another story of a black woman taking fighting, uh, nailing tooth to take care of a black man for no reason. Was she taking care of him? So my so what raised I was thinking the same thing. So what I thought was, it says she lives out of her mouth. Bobby had three jobs. Bobby she Bobby would come home, cook, he would clean, he made time for the kids. So, but on the other hand, it was Bobby isn't affectionate. Bobby doesn't care for me. Bobby doesn't talk. When we get into an argument, Bobby just sits there with a like a, a cold face, stone face. He don't say nothing. So then I like sitting here thinking, it's like, bro, is our relationships, our emotional factors of a relationship more important than like real life stability, like financial or personal stability? Yes. You think so? You will lose your girl if you do not open up emotionally. And you will lose your man if you do not open up emotionally. I don't think. I think, um, sorry, I'm easy to cut you off. When we talked about like how friendships and relationships were different, intimacy was a big part yeah. of that. And if you're not getting that in your relationship, like just a little soft touch on the shoulder or something to let you know that they're still attracted to you, loving words, I love you, I care for you, a little cuddle at night, it's going to be a cold, lonely relationship. And then you start thinking like, well, why am I here? If I'm with somebody that doesn't talk to me, doesn't love me, isn't affectionate, can't communicate, I could be my myself. And I think that's where Cheryl was at. So I was thinking, I I seen that. So I see this answer. I see this answer a bunch of times. Every one of those answers, females, women, mm-hmm. all women answers, all of them say that. And I'm sitting here thinking, so you would rather, but you'd rather have this than a nigga that go to work every day, a nigga to provide for him. He's a good father. He take care of everything that needs to be done at the house. 
So as long as a nigga open up to him, he can open up to you while sitting on your couch every day. You know what I'm saying? Like, this nigga play PlayStation every day, but you get to talk to him about how your day was. It's all about balance. You have to be <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, so I'm like, how is this a story? He did something. It might not have been the way. And knowing now, because, you know, she said the part about her being fed up. She now knows he was probably that way because he had something to hide. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But you not knowing that is you just taking it into account. She said she even got to the point where she rationalized that that's just how he was and that's how he got to it. And if that's how he was, that's how he going to be. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so if you're going to get to that point and still leave him, like, shit. Like, where was the hope for this relationship? <laughs> I think, what do you think, Coop? You, you can't assume him coming home from working three jobs, not talking that he had something to hide. You know what I'm saying? You can't assume that shit. I work nine to five and I'm tired of it. I don't want to talk to you. Especially if you're working at a job when you got to talk to people all day. Three jobs? Come on. And, and he was making time to come talk to the kids. Be a good father. And you know kids like the talk. You know church. He a deacon. He got to be there. His Bible study on Wednesdays. Yeah. Yeah. All the men's in the church come up to him asking him questions. Row. Hey, he coaching. He coaching. You know what I'm saying? Like... Good man. He is a good man. I, I don't, like, that's where I don't see what the, the issue is. Like, he's a good guy. So what part don't you agree with? Is it the struggle love part? You yeah, don't think where, that's struggle love? Where's the struggle love here? Okay. It's just a guy that's... I, a that guy doesn't that know I, how to open up emotionally. Yeah, but I think that's a guy that's doing everything right for his family. He is on one side, but as far as affection comes, he's not providing that. And that's a part of being a good man. And you said... uh both sides, you said. That's like coming with half of the pie. Like, well, I provide. You ain't going to get much else, but I, I'll provide for you. Then what? So you're okay with not having the affection because you're bringing everything else to the table. I feel like it shouldn't be a knock on me. Okay. That it ain't like I, I'm not doing nothing. It's like maybe I maybe I got issues that ain't worked out yet, and I'm not capable of working them out. I don't know how, and I haven't learned how. So that's more important to you? Yeah. Like, so I'm I'm here. I'm here. Only reason I'm here is for this. If I didn't want to be here, I wouldn't be here. You know what I'm saying? If, and I'm providing this. I love you because I provide this for you. <laughs> if I didn't want to be here, I'd go. I think people show love and they receive love in different ways. Everybody is not going to receive you providing as loving them. Right. And I think that's why it can be interpreted as struggle love. Mm. Because she's not getting everything that she needs. Like, she literally said... He don't hug me. He don't kiss me. We can't talk. That's a big part. Like, you can, we could be millionaires living in a big house. If I'm home every night by myself, like, where's the love? What I'm going to do? I still feel lonely. Like, I'm I'm cool, lonely in this j- jacuzzi, but I need, like, a hug. What if you weren't attracted to her? <laughs> you still no, like, for, thing. No, like, but for real, though. <laughs> but for real. Like, what if you just weren't attracted to her? I mean, uh, that part, I don't know. He said he loved her. He does. He said he loved her. He fell in love with her because he gave she gave him an outlet. I don't think that's the case. I think what happened was he met her, fell in love, and it became easier to build this new life because now I have a partner. He now wasn't I'm... focused on what he needed to focus on. I bet you if he and me, Cheryl, he would have never got caught. <laughs> Too busy falling in love, making kids and shit with that fake ass birth certificate. For 40 years. That's how they caught his ass. He got four grown kids and he still missed that. <laughs> How you get caught, Bobby? No, but I think it's one of those things where you find somebody, you fall in love with them, right? And everything becomes easier. 
it becomes easier. So, like, his life went from, hey, damn, maybe they looking for me or how am I going to start this new life to I have a new life. Let me focus on this. And the kids and the deacon and the wife probably made it look a lot better than him just being a solo man by himself. Right. So it's not a question. He's still not hiding this no more. This is not him hiding his past no more. This is me living in my new life. Like, I live in my new life. I am this guy. I am full-fledged this guy. And, you know, my he had childhood trauma. He literally said that. So I don't feel like that's a detriment to his character. It's like that. He just didn't know how to do that shit. You said something earlier. You said uh, most of the results you saw were from females saying that they were on the emotional side. Yeah. I'm on the emotional side too, bro. Okay. I don't think it's like a bad thing, but I just feel like... The emotional thing is always a not like because if it was all emotional and no financial, that would be a, a knock too. So I feel like nobody ever wants to just be like, "Hey, it's a struggle, love." But damn, you don't pick up where I'm fucking. You know what I'm saying? What I'm lacking? It is a struggle in Cheryl's case to get him to love her. So technically, it is struggle love. What do you think struggle love is? Like, what's your definition of it? I just feel like it's hard. Like, it's hard. like they are in love. They have a family. Everything about this is the same. Like, it was like that when you met him. Outside of Cheryl. <laughs> like, this whole thing, y'all, get, y'all did 20 years deep. And Bobby Love, what do you think struggle love is? I just think it's something. I think it's something where. I think it's something where this is not working for the both of us. I think it's something where, like, he, I think it's, it applies to that situation, but it's one of those things where it's got to be real difficult. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, if, if he hit a lick, if he hit a lick on her, then that would be a struggle love, because he's only in this for the look. He you know laid up like that nigga in uh, Fall From Grace. <laughs> right. He just he laid, up in her, laid up in her house. We done made a family, whatever, but he ain't here. Like, he done made this family with me. We got four kids. This nigga ain't never at home. Yeah. I feel like that's where the struggle would be. But this nigga is at home doing things right. That's why I just don't, that's why I wouldn't consider that. I think it's just every, one's got to be, you got to be completely out. Like, he don't do shit, he don't come clip, he don't clean, he don't do nothing, he ain't never here. The kids don't even know who their daddy is, because he ain't never here. You know what I'm saying? There's a bitch around the corner that he probably got pregnant to. I feel like that's it. You know what I'm saying? Or flip side, she always in the streets running around, and my guy's at home taking care of these kids and doing all this shit. But they were in the house together. That's what I think. Sitting on opposite sides of the couch, though. I mean, sometimes you need that little bit of space. (laughs) It's kind of that, normal though If you look at our parents these days that middle, normal. that middle cushion is nice That's normal as hell <laughs> Yeah I'm looking at my parents In my head right now They You didn't <laughs> Yeah you didn't really notice That they wasn't that affection And you know you see it there Once in a while But then you be like yeah. Do they really love each other Like this often I mean you know You done heard them You know getting it in But you know people get it in They don't really They ain't really love I mean as adults We know getting it in Don't really mean much Don't mean right, like it's just something like especially for like look at that generation they come from an older generation right, talk about it 
Well, that fucking he he could have been around the corner with a whole different family. You love this narrative. Like he could have he could have been fucking he could have been uh, Roberto around so the corner. That was his third job. <laughs> right. Some he kid. Yeah, he could have been Roberto around the corner. A nigga that changed his name from Walter to Bobby <laughs> got a life around the corner. <laughs> right. Why does the second family have to be Spanish? <laughs> it was in New York. It's Spanish, but I love this. I think they might have been in the Bronx. No, but when we take a look at our parents. <laughs> Damn, that is. <laughs> when we take a look at our parents, I can see that. Yeah. Like, I can see definitely my dad just worrying about like focusing on the bag. Yeah. It was to the point like we had. <laughs> Sorry, Dad, <laughs> but it was a time when my mom and my dad first got divorced, and it was just me and my sister and my dad. And my dad made them beanie weenies. <laughs> Baked beans and hot dogs. We had them it. Salisbury steaks. We had clothes. We had <laughs> them fifers be hidden. We had chicken nuggets. Them, them stofas be. We napping. had everything we needed. Girl, but... eating good. Eating good. What? Your brownie might be cold. Your brownie might be hot. And your peas might be cold, but it's still busting. The kids' cuisine with the blue brownie. Penny the penguins. Nobody ever figured out how to. You supposed to cut a slit in the plastic. Oh, I knew. Oh, I knew. No, I, had, I, I was making it. That's what I'm I was making about. it for me. I knew you was a real one. I, well, know. I was making it. When I you knew. grew up off the kids' cuisine, went to the Hungry Man. <laughs> Big on. boy. Measy, talk about it. <laughs> Big boy. I let y'all know, bro. I couldn't wait to get the hungry. Right hungry now, girl. in my big adult self, <laughs> I bust out some dinosaur nuggets. <laughs> oh, no, real. <laughs> Them, them fucking dino nuggets. Them, them be busting, I boy. almost got them at Publix the other day. <laughs> Shit, listen. We can have a little kid meal. Beanie weenies, nuggets, hot dogs, all that. You got the, you got the gourmet. Yeah, that was a different type of bag. Neighborhood food, huh? right for me. Man, I, oh, like... I did get the dino nuggets. He is whispering off. <laughs> I did get them. Childish ass. He been smacking them. Yeah, he been smacking them. <laughs> <laughs> Niggas forget Reds in college. <laughs> anyway, so what I was saying was that, like, when it was just that point when it was me and my sister and my dad, like, we had everything we needed, but it took a lot for my dad to just be like, hey, yo, champ. This is how he said it. This is how you know it was rough. Hey, yo, champ, I'm proud of you. You can tell my dad when it's like, like, he just, he was hard, but he loved us. He provided yeah. for us, but yeah. it just took him a lot to just, like, show affection. And so when we did get a woman in the house, um, shout out to my stepmother, she was the one who kind of, like, broke him down a little bit. Like, go tell them girls you love them. Go tell them you're proud of them. Stop being so hard. Every time you talk to them, you don't have to be, like, being mad at them about something. Just, you know, give them a little, little TLC. But I think it just comes from our parents growing up with people who just didn't know how to do that. You have kids, you raise them up, you tell them to get the fuck out your house, and that's that. But not even that. Like back then, that shit was uh, your grandparents used to tell you, like your granddaddy had a job at a factory. Yeah. Your dad didn't got that job at the factory. Yeah. That's just how they lived. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They just lived. But I definitely, shit. I don't think it doesn't. I don't think it means that he doesn't love me. I just think it took. He had to learn it. Exactly. And I think I guess it took her 20 years, and he never loved learned it. But it's still a struggle, though. Yeah, a struggle. They did have to struggle a little bit. She had to struggle. For her to get to that point where he was open with her emotions. I need to do a part That two. shit builds character, though, man. <laughs> it do. I'm For a strong-ass bitch. That shit builds character. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> is he trying to hit a quota? He is. <laughs> no, that, I mean, looking back, like, it, it ain't... 
it's not all it's not all good. Like you can say it's building character, but some of the shit we went through was not okay. Yeah, he says it building character is not okay. What well, using that as an excuse. Yeah. I mean, but what else like we're adults now. What else are we supposed to say? What are we gonna do? Judge well, judge her dad for his past? Nigga had to work. You got yeah. two girls. Yeah. Huh. Two girls at home to take care of. <laughs> but that shit is hard. And you is... know as an adult now how much it takes to hold down a house, a single dad parent with two girls. Like, you you don't even know what the fuck to do. Like, she crying, that one crying, they fighting, but they got Barbie dolls to fight with, so. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine having to do that and you got a, this big ass secret. Just I think these days we call back. it getting it out the mud. It's still uh, going on. Valid, valid, valid. That's true. With a monkey on your back mm-hmm. that you ain't you ain't told nobody. Don't nobody know about this life you yeah. had. So I think that's something to take into consideration before we go telling Bobby he was a bad man. Yeah, I just don't. I don't or know. he ain't shit. He put Cheryl, he drugged Cheryl through the mud yeah, to get the like, love. Because like. he ain't tell her something to protect the livelihood of this, this culture. You know what I'm saying? He tell her that. They got four kids. Now she's struggling by herself because she put them out. You know what I'm saying? They don't love each other the same. Now you tell, you in a relationship with somebody, you tell them your secret. Now they don't look at you the same. How can I ever trust you? So my question. Number one, you didn't tell me and you've been hiding some shit. Mm-hmm. So, so what looks worse? Me uh, securing the bag. The, the day after, the week after we get uh, married, I tell you this big secret. Or 20 years down the line, I tell you this secret. That's wild. I don't know. Which one's worse? I don't know because it's definitely not like a pre-dating conversation. It's not a dating conversation. I'm not telling you that at Fridays. <laughs> we sitting at Fridays. You like, yo, guess what? <laughs> that Jack Daniels sauce ain't that buzzing. I, <laughs> I would pack my shit if a nigga told me that. <laughs> like, you but did what? Like, but when is the right time to tell? What part of your relationship do you tell somebody your trauma or your secrets? I think after or leading up to marriage is when you would tell somebody. Like, because getting married make you realize. I'm going to be with this motherfucker for the rest of my life. And if they can't deal with the shit that I got going on, that lets me know that we shouldn't be together. So I got to let you know some shit before we get married. So just recently, mm-hmm. um, a girl that I've known for years, you know what I'm saying? we've been rocking for years. Great. Having a, a good vibe. Told her something that I was low key hiding from her. Ooh. Instantly gone. Block me on social media, kick me to the curb, all that. Damn. So, like, what's what's the point of what's the point of telling? I think that is a part of telling that you can't be mad about, though. You have to. You can't control how somebody is going to react. Like, <coughs> the point is, you told her she gonna deal with it. Um, just because she blocked you right now, she's going through those motions. It doesn't mean that she won't come back around after she thought about it. But you told her. Yeah. You told her. That's it. I hate to live in the what ifs, but Bobby Bobby had to think about that though. It's like, damn, if I tell Cheryl that today, mm-hmm. instantly at the drop of the dime, she man, man, fuck this nigga. She leave him and he spiral. We just had a date night the night before. <laughs> I just rubbed your feet. Everything good. You and the girl? No, no I'm talking about Bobby. You know what I'm saying? But as soon t- as I drop that news on you, oh, it's fuck me. You out. He tell him he out. Bobby go back to hitting licks. He back in the streets robbing yeah. banks again. Yeah. What kind of spot are you? 
what I'm saying? Yeah. You don't know what kind of spiral that could be. Because he is now at a place of comfort, at peace. He had a place of peace. Yeah. This shit might. It's like, a, you know, you take an alcoholic to a restaurant and everybody at the table get drinks. He want to be a part of the culture. <laughs> I mean, that's a part <laughs> that you have to think about, though. It's like, bro, I would much rather keep my life as peaceful as I could. You got to keep a little bit. You, you gotta be Pete. That's just peace. because you just because you tell them, don't mean they gonna sit there and be like, I, I'm going, uh, I'm a, I'm a rock this out. Like, and the crazy shit about it is in her story, she even say, it took me for it took me a lot for me to realize that I forgave this man, and I can't be bringing this shit up anytime we get into an argument. Like you know what I'm saying, like that's still there. Like he gotta walk on eggshells around her now. Because now she know, and at any point she could be like, nah, fuck this. I can't, you know what I'm saying? So is it selfish to hold secrets from whoever you're dating or your spouse or your partner, the person you're about to marry? I don't think it's selfish. I just think it's a, uh, I just think it's a part of, it's a part of human life, bro. You, he probably know, he knew her long enough to know what makes her upset, how she reacts to things. How she deals with things after she finds out about stuff. You know, they got four kids. Two of them kids done did some shit. We all his kids did some shit. So he knew how she reacts to shit. Kids lie. Well, you do all kinds of shit. The day I learned I didn't have to lie to my mama no more, that monkey on my back was gone. Yeah. So it's like. I, started, I still lie to my mama a little bit. <laughs> I started pulling them bottles that was missing on the beer uh, shelf up under my bed. I was like, oh, we ain't lying no more. Your bottle this is one time I ain't gonna hold you. I stayed out, bro. I stayed out a little late. And um, I was like, damn. Uh, I don't know how I'm gonna get in the house. So the screen, the screen door to the front door is locked. So I climbed in through the basement door. Couldn't get through the window because it had the screen. I was stuck, but I wedged myself in there. Oh, bro, man. Bro, man. I get to the bottom and I go, God damn. I go to sleep down here. The door to get to the basement is locked. How I'm going to explain that lie. How I got in the house. So now she's going to be mad because I broke in the house. I climbed back through the window. I couldn't climb in and just rang the doorbell, bro. Like, I don't have to lie no more, bro. I cannot lie no more. And it's just like, bro, you know, black women, I don't even make this an attack on black women, but they they, they react different. Yeah, we do. They react different. Uh, yeah. I, I can't say that it's not selfish to hold... A secret from your spouse, it is selfish. But everybody in every relationship has a sense of selfishness. Yeah. Like, sometimes I'll eat stuff by myself because I don't want to share. That's selfish. But as far as, like, holding a secret, I'm holding it from you because I'm scared that you're going to react in a way that I don't want you to react. Exactly. You're going to leave me. That's selfish. I'm not giving you the chance to hear it and make your own decision. I'm hiding it from you so you can stay with me. I think it's selfish. I'm hiding it so I can protect your feelings. True. Like selfish. Big facts. In fact, oh, that is a that's a that's a uh, catch twenty two. I'm I'm thinking about you by hiding. Damn, I I ain't never thought. I mean, I guess. But then if I you guess. think deeper into it. Yeah, you know it's gonna hurt them. So, I think it's selfish though. I don't know. <laughs> so, from a woman um, point of view, Rez question. Um, He's a good guy for man. He don't keep secrets or nothing like that. But hypothetically, he did. 20, 20 years down the road. Does, does different secrets hold different weight? Or is that shit all the same? 
Yeah, I see. I have a hard time. Um, everybody always preaching that forgive and forget shit. That ain't me. Okay, I'm gonna keep it hundred. Um, I forgive. Motherfucker, don't forget. I'm. I. I know personally. I'm going to bring it up when shit gets heated. Oh. Oh, oh, you mad? Oh, you mad at me for this? But remember that time you was doing X, Y, and Z? No, it's coming up every time. Um, but I do think secrets hold different weights because if it's something stupid, like you you had a bad credit history or something, and you know, you just didn't tell me because you were embarrassed, that's fine. If it's something serious, like We've been dating and you had AIDS this whole time, but you didn't tell me. Whoa. Whoa. Like that, it definitely holds a different weight. You know? You didn't see the red flag when he fucking with you for a condom for 20 years? <laughs> yeah, I didn't watch. When he told you to keep taking this vitamin every morning? <laughs> yeah, I ain't see uh, Juicy sister in that Tyler Perry movie. Who? Juicy Smuller sister in that Tyler Perry. No, what she, happened? She left her man and then with, with the other thing, caught, caught the heels. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. No, I don't like Tyler Perry. I seen it. I know. I know. She caught the head, boy. She ain't know. She ain't know he had it. Yeah, but in Bobby's case, with him hiding his, what was you about to say? I think that was the same nigga that saying. Nah, they look alike. No, it's not. In Bobby's case, with him hiding that part of him, I think that was a big secret. Like that, that secret. Is a lot. He didn't catch a body. He robbed a bank to better his situation. That's what he said. I don't even think that's the case. The he case is he driver. escaped jail. Yeah, <laughs> like, I think it's, it's I escaped jail because I'm not that kind of person. And I've proved. I am a fugitive. End of story. <laughs> and I've proved to you that I'm not that kind of person. Alright. <laughs> so, obviously, Cheryl is a good person because... She decided to stay with him after this. Like, she proved her point. She's a great person. We giving her credit points for staying? Yes. For doing some shit she was supposed to do? She was supposed to stay? Yeah. No, she wasn't. She had a choice. She had a choice. Did she? Yeah. I don't even know who you are, nigga. I don't even know your name. Your name is Walter. Nah, she meant And you been sitting up here talking about your name is Bobby. No. Yeah. I have a right to leave if I want to. Damn. This nigga E is biased with the button. <laughs> He's so biased. <laughs> nigga, he is biased. Nigga, nigga love. I mean, I, I feel like just looking at the state of things, love has no value no more. What? Hold up. Love don't have no value no more. Bro. You can't just say that thesis is not really breaking down. But I'm saying, like, bro, here. look. <laughs> We only got this scenario, but like, look, he like changed. We, we could live outside of the scenario. That's just the basis. Yeah, but he like, like, this is a man that uh, he didn't emotionally show you. Love. Imagine you and Eve have this bond, this unbreakable bond. You find out twenty years later that it's something that's really. It's just I was a fugitive, and I wanted to have a better life. That's all. That is it. I just want to have a better life. I wanted to be a man that somebody could be proud of. That don't mean shit. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? I took care of things. I took care. I showed love. I was a great person. But because you feel hurt by this one small, well, I guess this one aspect of these 40 years we've been together, that's where, that's out the window. Ain't never, ain't never beat you. Ain't never, 
fuck one of your friends. Ain't never do nothing to physically harm you. All I did was just say, hey, I don't know that person no more. I'm here. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what's wild to me. Like, where is the love here? Do people not be with somebody because they love them no more? Is this shit really a business? Is, like, marriage and companionship a fucking business? Where is the love? So, you're saying that love should outweigh anything. I feel like death do us part is what that means. That's the only way we're going to be separate. Death do us part, sickness and health, uh, good and bad. <laughs> oh, so, as long as I'm showing you that I love you, I don't have to say I love you. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, like... It's a nigga that he loved you enough to keep this from you and let you have a life. You had a whole life that you dreamed of. Mother, wife, a good God friend, church lady. All of this shit. We lived a great life. And no love. No affection. That's the word, affection. Yeah, no affection. Small part. I think it's a big part. It's a huge part for me. When you break down the relationship pie, I think like... Being a good person, providing affection. So what part do you ask yourself, did I really love him? What do you mean? Because this is the part that, that chose. The person you feel, the person you're upset with is not the person that you know. So you're saying that she was upset with Walter, not Bobby Love. Not Bobby Love. Well, you're only upset at Bobby because Bobby never told you about Walter. But the person you think, the person that you don't know... Is the reason you upset at me? I think that's just a big secret. <laughs> like the person you don't know, like is the reason you upset at me. But it also caused Walter also caused issues in their current relationship because it was something sitting on his back for their whole relationship that he couldn't talk about or couldn't share. Like it's a part of him, and I think with secrets that big in a relationship that'll fuck some shit up. You're never going to open up completely. But I think the the point, like, the story ends, they're still together. Yeah. And I think that's because that was love. Love is what kept them together. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like love is a big part of this. I think what fucks it up for marriage is that uh, death do us part part. People started taking advantage of that. (laughs) They they know, bitch, you say you want to be with me through anything, thick and thin, sick and health, whatever, whatever. And they somewhere along the lines they started adding fucking other bitches, sleeping on your homegirls, staying out all night, not loving, not kissing, not hugging. And I mean, at some point you gotta draw the line. You just because and I don't believe in divorce, but just because, you know, we're married and we sign this paper, that don't mean I can't leave you. And I think in their time. That's why everybody stayed together because they just believed in that. They just knew. But it's certain stuff that I can't put up with for my health, for my mental health. And I may love you, but best believe I love myself just a little bit more, a little bit more. But also in that time, you know what I'm saying? That's what they believed in, but they were scared to start over. Yeah, that's true. And the nigga got to start everything over. It's Monday, it's all over. Your kid's grown. You got to introduce your kids to this new man. Yeah. The church. It's a lot. Like we, I'm sure he don't, his life don't stop. He still go back to this church. You probably still go to this church. So, I don't think. I feel like the good just outweigh the bad. I don't think love changed. I think people just, the list of shit that people will tolerate got shorter. And I think it's just, it's also a perspective thing. 
Mm-hmm. I think jazz, jazz will leave me if I cheat on jazz. But would I have to, if the tables was flipped, would I have to really think about it? Yes. I'd really have to think. She cheated on me. But first thing we usually do is blame ourselves. But then I have to sit here and think, like, no, well, maybe it was me. Like, you know what I'm saying? You think about this. Like, maybe it was me. Maybe I wasn't, you know what I'm saying, doing something right. Or maybe I wasn't. It's not right because it's probably not true, but you think about it. And so then when you process it, and then you, he probably, like, probably start processing it. You're like, maybe I don't not. think you immediately think about that. That's like step two of the. Yeah. What you think is the first part? Shit, he's seen something the other chick. You know what I'm saying? But mm. that's that's like week two of damn, what what did I not do? And so, you know, I mean I mean, and it's I don't think don't get me wrong, I don't think you should be awarded for staying. I don't think you get praised for staying. Oh yeah, you do. But I also don't think you, you get do. praised for for leaving. You don't. I you just get praised for staying in this era. You think so? Yeah, a lot. Party gets bashed all the time for leaving. But so, for does, staying. But so does Kevin Hart's wife. Mm-hmm. Everybody gets bashed for staying. They get called stupid, you know, dumb. She did that documentary. She was like, you get three strikes with me. And everybody was like, oh, so he got two more chances to cheat. I don't I don't think it's it's, it's not accepted. So no. you have to deal with your emotions and then you have to deal with public opinion. And I think... Public opinion really fucks it up. But on the flip side, I don't watch the show, but uh, Love and Hip Hop, Mendeecees and uh, what's his name, Yandy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shit, he did some damn illegal ass shit, went to jail, did a bid for what, four years. And they praising her on the timeline recently because she stayed by his side the entire time. That's thug love. Bitches love shit, thug uh, love. Shit, Aaron Hernandez's girlfriend was getting praised. They love praising that thug it. shit. Like, if a nigga <laughs> go to jail, you supposed to be by his side. And technically, and that's then a you secret. you get the praise. But if you get cheated on, you're supposed to leave. So are we not praising Barbara for uh, sticking around? Barbara. Cheryl. 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 Yeah. Same name. Yeah, that's the same time. Everybody was named the same. Uh, No, but we talking about, this is like 2019. Like, it's not a... 2019, but that was also, what, 60, 70 years old. All right, true. Yeah. So it's still old school. Yeah. Yeah. So, um... It's just wild. I, I just want to know if you guys were Cheryl, would you stay? Yeah, for sure. I feel like that's we got through it now. Yeah, this nigga done did his bed. They done caught him. He done did his bed. I know the kind of person Bobby was. Bobby just went to jail for what Walter was doing. So now I know what kind of person Bobby is. Yeah. And was it struggle love? By definition, yes. Yeah. By definition. I agree. Me and my heart. I don't think so. I agree. All right. So let's take a break and come back with our final thoughts. And we're back. So for our final thoughts, based off of the situation, I want to go through a checklist of, you know, things that people (laughs) think they might want to know on the, like during the dating phase, not necessarily on the first date, but things you should probably go through. And you let me know, yes or no, if this is something that you need to know. All right. So, the first thing. Solely off first date. No, it's not the first date. It's just something that you should know during your dating history. Like, while you guys are dating, before you get into a relationship. Or, like, during your relationship. I always always forget that people say that dating and relationships are two different things. They are two different things. Um, I get it. You know why? Yeah. Why? 
I guess I, I, I would assume because uh, we're not committed. You know what I'm saying? It's not like we're just dating. We're just hanging out. Yeah. Okay. Talking. talking is just so ghetto. Like, don't tell anybody you're talking to me. <laughs> Say we're dating. Like, I'm a type of girl, you got to take me out. We're dating. Okay. Yes, I'm good All right. You. <laughs> so. I'm ghetto was it? Yeah. We talking. Talking means I text you, I ask you what you're doing, you come through. Dating means we go out, we hit the streets, we might go to a little bar, pop out at bowling, movie, whatever. Anywho, so during this dating phase, do you need to know someone's body count? This is a hot topic. No, we adults, bro. Do y'all even care about that? Because let the timeline tell it. People be like, I need to know. <laughs> she told me she had five bodies. I care more about who than the quantity. Okay. True. Oh, that's a good one. That's, that's true. A good one. That's a good question. That's a good one. How Have you, you ever fucked one of my friends? It's a good question. How do you figure that out, though? Was she telling the truth or not? No, like, when is a good time to tell somebody that you slept with their homie? But you didn't know their homie when you guys met, but you end up like <laughs> in a situation. Like, when is a good time? As guys and as girls. I've been in that situation before. First time, the first time you see us in a room together. That's when I tell like I pull you to the side at the phone. I mean, like, you could wait till we leave. <laughs> we can get it. We we gotta go home. <laughs> Next question. Okay. <laughs> Next question. Oh, no. Before you even introduce them, we have to have a conversation when we get in the car. <laughs> I don't think everybody's gonna have that conversation. That goes back to secrets. That goes back to people wanting to leave you. That goes back to being selfish. Anywho, so um, the next question is felony history. Like, do you tell them you've been to jail before while you're dating? How big? You you was at what's bigger, state or prison? Prison. You was at prison. State prison or fair prison? It's a different. <laughs> <a> <laughs> a little, little two to four, fifteen to life. Oh. And then I do did I do ten or did I do six months? Do you want to know if your girl got locked up for going to the mall and stealing some underwear? Well, she out here scamming. <laughs> and my fighting dogs are moving weight. <laughs> Good reference. I, I would want to know. Like, I need to know. I feel like it would come out, though, in conversation. Like, if we sitting at the bar and you talk about, I need to sit by the door. Are <laughs> 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 you sitting up there like, why this nigga keep looking at me, dog? I'm like, what? it's okay. We're yeah, out. People I ain't love. even been to jail. That's my conversation. No. <laughs> Shorty, uh, know your credit card number already. Yeah. All you did was pull it out to put it in the book. Yep, she's taking pictures of us <laughs> in the book. I'm like, well, let me see this. Yeah, uh, yeah, I might need to know that. <laughs> Yeah, she got a cube on her, <laughs> and I'm paying. Yeah, yeah, I might need to know that. Yeah, <laughs> I might need to know that. All right, are you telling um, during dating? Are you telling people about your credit score? Nah. Say you need to go buy a new phone, and you take a shorty with you. <sighs> now she know you know you gotta get on a little plan. <laughs> you gotta pay a little more. You, you letting her know? Oh. It could be a good conversation. I'm working on it. Feel the vibes out first. Okay. If I see a future with you and I know you're going to ride with me. Because mm-hmm. shit, I, I made some dumbass decisions when I was 25. Valid, valid, valid. <laughs> we all did. Yeah, you all did. You might I be. I fucked up when I was 27. We went to college. I got loans. You got loans. College. Don't, don't judge <laughs> Valid, valid. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, don't judge me out there. Fuck yeah, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> Fuck special. <laughs> 
Everybody else back to a little something. There's some niggas that ain't never getting any money. Go out there and tell them you work out a payment player. You never know. <laughs> All right, so um, shit, I just had it. The next one is how much you make your salary. Are you selling them? Nah, but you got this meal. You got this meal. It's cool. It's cool. I got I gonna, it. I, I'm not gonna tell you that off the rip. Mm-mm. I don't need to know that. You don't need to know. I me make, telling uh, you that off the rip <laughs> might alter your intentions. About yeah. Or vice versa. You know what I'm saying? You tell me. <laughs> I might not pay for that next one, <laughs> and I might order appetizer. Talk about old bitch, you getting a bag? So we could have been, you could have been paying for this the whole time, ma'am. See, let me get see, the fried pickles. It makes sense. It makes sense. <laughs> Barbara told Bobby what she made. That's Shut exactly up. what happened. Bobby was like, "Listen, sense. I've been in this kitchen fifty years." <laughs> Bobby was a deacon of the church. He saw that little offering. In my life. Uh, he saw what you was putting in the time. He saw that fifty. <laughs> <laughs> Shirley did have a government job. She's getting that back. Um, okay, funny. are you talking about your ex during dating? Depends on if it come up. Depends on what the situation is. Listen, I ain't never talk about my ex. Fuck him. Fuck him. Well, I do talk about it on the podcast. We, we, Fuck we that bitch. Fuck them niggas. But I mean, it's not like a you know I need to be reminiscing type. Yeah. Thing. But if it's like a you ain't have no ex boyfriend before me. But if oh, you yeah. did, make sure that nigga know how to fight. Or shoot, you know, niggas be shooting. Um, BDA. <laughs> BDA. <laughs> the last. MDA. <laughs> 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 right, the last. How's that toxic? How's that toxic? That was honest. The last one. <laughs> is are you talking about kids during your dating? Your kids? Like, do you have kids? Yeah. Like, are you sharing kids' stories, meeting kids? I mean, I feel like it's fresh. You, yeah, I mean, you should probably, you probably, probably should. Because at some point, you got to tell them anyway. Yeah. You got to tell them anyway. They're going to want to know. They're going to be wondering. why. This... I can't stay the night on Friday. It's my weekend. <laughs> yeah. So you gotta... Coming from a nigga with kids, yes, you. I have that conversation. But you just got to be prepared that there's a part two to that conversation. Mm-hmm. And they want to know about the baby mom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Status like Y'all in a relationship. So. How old is the kids? What's yeah. going on? It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a loophole. Y'all live together. That's a lot. Yeah. Um, that's all I have. But that's speaking cool. of kids and babies and, and all that, if you want to have kid conversations, listen to uh, our playlist. You are now tuned in to WMEZ. You are now tuned in. Well, the W stands for Wood. This week, we got uh, Forte Boy. Forte Boy. This song is called Crazy here on WMEZ. Textually active. Three crazy, I don't know what it is. Three crazy, I don't know what it is. 
So that was Forte Boy Crazy has been added to your baby maker playlist. All you got to do is go to your favorite streaming service, Apple titles, Spotify, type in Textually Active Podcast, and you too can feel the vibes here on WMEZ, where the W stands for wood. Textually Active. All right, y'all. Pull your memes out. Let's get this uh, started. I'm going to just start it off. My toxic trait. It's putting two and two together and believing whatever the fuck I come up with. Ooh, that's fire. <laughs> like it. Uh, follow that up with the same, in the same category. My life is just a collective. My life is just a collection of poorly made decisions with bomb-ass music playing in the background. <laughs> bomb-ass soundtrack. Bomb-ass soundtrack <laughs> to the life. Out here living, living fast and furious. Um, Don't judge me off my meme, but my meme of the week... Says, uh, when when a girl says, uh, "You lucky, I like you." She about to uh, rock that mic, <laughs> bitch. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> no, didn't ask for that. I asked for the other one. I got I to hit the parking two k in thirty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> didn't ask for. Like, you just like come it. on, what yeah. you talk about? <laughs> you like doing this is what I care Sis, about. I do not care. <laughs> mm, like it, like it. Well, guys, that has been episode ninety six of Sexually Active. Thank you all for tuning in. While you're here, make sure you subscribe, like, comment, share it with your brother, sister, mother, cousin, whoever you can. Uh, retweet us. Share the episode. Share us in your stories. We like seeing that shit. And don't forget, talk to us. We talk back. We are on Instagram at Textually Active Pod. We're on Twitter at Textually Act Pod. And we're on Facebook at Textually Active Pod, too. Shout out Hoot for being here. Hoot Shout appreciate out you being there. Let them know they can find you if you want them to find you. Uh, but it was Hoop again, 61220 Pisces. Uh, my social handles are underscore legendary, L E G E N D D A I R Y. I just realized that you gave your height. <laughs> we looked out for John last week. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> we looked up. He got all his teeth. Oh, yeah, he got all his teeth. <laughs> we looked up. Uh, well his hairline's still intact. <laughs> Medium sized energy, you heard him. Oh, you know, he was on the day. He got, a, he got a fit on, you know. Looking for he, love, he man, <laughs> Looking for somebody to love him. All right, y'all. All right, so make sure you pull up on his socials too, and uh, make sure you tune into our live on Friday when we recording. Yeah, we be busting them down. I like that shit. That shit is hilarious. All right, and we're in the open media lab. Shout out, oh, shout out, Open Media Lab. You need a podcast to sound crispy like this. Pull up uh, if you in Winston Salem or you want to travel. And niggas, this video is on YouTube, so the whole time you listening, you could be seeing us. If you say it's a hard ass beat. If yeah. you say if you say hoop, oh, he sound cute. Go look, go, <laughs> go look. look. It's uh, on YouTube. It's on YouTube. Right yeah. Hey, what's up, YouTube? Six one, two twenty. Really about two fifteen, but two twenty sound better. Okay, let them know. All right. Talk that talk. But tune in, subscribe, like, comment. We'll see y'all next Tuesday. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. Don't forget to tell Measy happy birthday. Hey, shout out for Measy birthday. Hey, 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 hey. Happy birthday to Oh, no, 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 a little bit. Happy birthday. We a cabaret tonight? Thank you for listening to the Textually Active Podcast. This podcast is a full-service production from the Open Media Lab. Be sure to check in every Textual Tuesday along with following them on all social media at Textually Active Pod.
Textually Active is a part of the Open Media Network.